prepare your ears, humans. Happy, sad, confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Andrew Garfield on Mainstream and those Spider-Man rumors. Plus, a sneak preview of Happy, Sad, Confused Game Night with Sam Hewen, Colin O'Donoghue, and Catherine McNamara. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz, and yes, as I alluded to, this is a pack show. We have a lot going on. Andrew Garfield is the main event, a huge interview with him, him where we cover a ton. But before we get to that, here's what I want to mention. As you may have heard by now, or if you haven't, here's the lowdown. We are launching a new series called Happy, Sad, Confused Game Night. It is a video series. It is seen exclusively on the new Patreon page for Happy, Sad, Confused. You guessed it. You can find it at patreon.com slash happy, sad, confused. So what we're doing over there is we're trying new stuff out, and we are, the, our, kind of our flagship big exciting thing is we are going to be filming these kind of um, really loose, fun um, game nights with actors that I love, actors that you've seen and heard on my podcast and on my shows for Comedy Central and MTV. And this first episode is fantastic. It has Sam Hewen, it has Colin O'Donoghue, it has Kat McNamara, all of whom have been on the podcast before. Um, but this is basically 45 minutes of us just being super silly, playing all sorts of crazy party games. I know you guys are going to dig it. I'm so happy with it. We've got a lot more amazing guests to come on game night. That episode is up right now on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash happy, sad, confused. Now, if you don't want it, if you, if you have your doubts, maybe you don't want to go full in on the Patreon thing, and I totally get it. It is all good. But if you want to hear a little tease of it, after my conversation with Andrew Garfield on the podcast today, stick around after the Andrew Garfield chat, and you'll hear about five minutes of some fun chit chat with Sam, Colin, and Kat. That conversation, by the way, at the end of this podcast is not on the video of Happy, Sad, Confused Game Night. Does that make sense? Maybe a little confusing, but here's all you need to know. If you want a little taste of Sam, Kat, and Colin, stick around to after the podcast. If you want the whole shebang, if you want a ginormous video episode of Happy, Sad, Confused Game Night, and trust me, you do, go to the Patreon page. It's been long in the making. I'm really proud of it. We're also going to be having video versions of the podcast when available. It's not always going to be the case um, on the Patreon page, plus tons of other extras, merch, Happy Sad Confused merch, um, exclusive announcements, early announcements, early access to the podcast. I've really tried to deliver you guys an experience worth becoming a Patreon. So um, yeah, check it out. See how it goes. I hope you guys enjoy it. Anyway, back here on the mothership in the podcast, which will, by the way, always remain free. Um, the guest today is Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, one of our finest actors working. Um, it's been a minute since he's been on the podcast. I think way back when in 2015 was the last time he was on the pod. So there was a lot to catch up on. He is in a new film that opens this Friday. It is called Mainstream. It's from Gia Coppola. It is a bizarre, small art film really tackling with some of the most important issues of our time, namely our preoccupation with social media and how it uh, can destroy us, <laughs> how it can compromise us, and it features a, a uh, tremendous performance at the center of it from Andrew Garfield. So I recommend you checking that out, if for no other reason, to see Andrew do his thing, and he never gives less than 100%. So that's 
That's the main reason why Andrew caught up with me today, but we cover so much more. I mean, the, the big thing for you comic book geeks like myself out there is we, we get in it, into it about Spider-Man and all those Spider-Man rumors. You know as well as I do, everybody's saying Andrew Garfield is in the new Spider-Man film. Well, he is pretty definitive in my conversation. He's not pretty definitive. He is definitive about those rumors in this chat, more so than I was expecting him to be. So stick around. There's a lot of Spider-Man talk, a lot about those rumors. We talk about the, the aspects of the Tom Holland version of Spider-Man that he wishes he could have played. So if you're here for Spider-Man talk, it's in there. Plus, we talk about Tick, Tick, Boom, Andrew Garfield's first musical that he is starring in. He has already shot it with Lin-Manuel Miranda behind the camera. Plus, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which I can't wait for, in which Andrew plays Jim Baker opposite one of our favorites, Jessica Chastain, as Tammy Faye Baker. Um, plus, Andrew on his comfort movie, Paddington 2. It's, and if it, that weren't enough to make you happy that he chose Paddington 2 as his comfort movie, the story behind it, well worth listening to. <laughs> it's one of my favorites in some time on Happy, Sad, Confused. So, man, yeah, this is a big episode. There's a lot going on. Okay, so here's what's coming up. Main event with Andrew Garfield. And remember, stick around after Andrew Garfield for a little chit-chat with Sam Hewen, Colin O'Donohue, and Kat McNamara. And for the big jamboree, the video version of Happy, Sad, Confused Game Night, the first episode, go to patreon.com slash happy, sad, confused. Let me know what you guys think. I want to hear from you, from you. and um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Andrew. Uh, oh, by the way, I, I educated him on how to record on QuickTime on his, uh, on his computer. So if nothing else, Andrew Garfield got a new life skill out of this conversation. Um, here's me and Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield has just learned a new skill thanks to Josh Horowitz, guys. That's all we got time for. See you guys next week. On... <laughs> for those that are just tuning in, yeah. I just taught Andrew how to use QuickTime. Uh, buddy, it's, as I said, for the record, it's, it's, it brings me so much joy to see a familiar face, someone I, I love and adore. I hope you're doing oh, okay, man. It's nice to see you too. That's very, very sweet. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Um, I hope you're doing well. Um, you seem to be doing well. I... As you know, it's all smoke and mirrors around here. We, <laughs> no, but yes, all things considered. Uh, you haven't you haven't aged a day oh, since please. I last saw you. Hasn't. We're both just bathing ourselves in oil of Olay. It's all the secrets. <laughs> um, I think the last time, maybe one of the last times I saw you, at least for an on-camera interview, might have been, maybe it was as far back as this, uh, Toronto. Claire Foy. I feel like oh. that interview ended with like us miming sex acts with microphones. Oh, um, I feel like I would remember that, but oh, you've blocked it out through therapy. Okay, I, know, I, know. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. what I'm saying is this can go anywhere, right? Yeah, that, yeah. And it's been a long time, and I'm sorry that I haven't called. I've been doing. I've been doing mostly a play for the last like four years. I did like I did a play. I did Angels in America for a long time, and it well, that was, was an easy one though. That was just like one yeah, you could just it was sort just of like a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but so 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 it's odd. Like so, my movie life has been less um less active because Tony Kushner is very demanding, and uh, his ideas are very demanding, and you know theater is very demanding but um i wouldn't have changed it for the world but it's nice to be reconnected yeah so you um i'm just curious as i as i kind of reconnect with all these people i haven't seen in so long um 
I think you've been you've you've, you've done some shooting in the last year. Yeah, maybe Eyes of Tammy Faye you did or Tick Tick Boom, right? Both of those things, yeah. Got it. In between those or, or during those, I'm just curious, like all, mm-hmm. I feel like all our consumption habits changed a little bit. I, I always look forward to the end of every year when Steven Soderbergh puts out his list of like every form mm-hmm. of media he consumed. I don't know if <laughs> yeah. you, you see that. Yeah. So, so um, high, low art that you consumed in yeah. the last year, what were you into in 2020? Yeah, man, you, you know, 2020 was a year for me that where I could watch television really for the first time because I haven't had uh, the opportunity to catch up on on TV um the great TV that's been that's been made and 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 movies but to be honest like I really got into TV like 000 I think was one of my favorite favorite shows of the last the last year I just thought that was so thrilling and, and exciting with great performance everything just it was just a, a total experience I haven't seen um, that. That's like Dane DeHaan and Andrea Riseborough. Do I have that Andrea right? Riseborough, yeah. Dane DeHaan, Stefano Salima is the director, yeah. and it's set. It's multinational, so it's set in Italy and and Mexico and New Orleans and in the middle of the ocean. It's oh my god, man! It's so epic in scale. Um, Cobra Kai. <laughs> I got into that too for the first time. We binged all the way through. We did it. The fucking best. So um, satisfying, right? So satisfying, and I think I, I mean. I'm I'm so curious about why it's why I love it so much because and it's definitely a, a a nostalgia feeling and a kind of comfort feeling with all the kind of like cuts back to young Miyagi and um you know uh, Daniel Larusso and but I think it's it's kind of ingenious that how they've flipped thematically you know this thing of you know, no one is born bad and uh, nature versus nurture and how if Johnny May had a different experience growing (laughs) up then maybe, and now seeing how, you know, Daniel is is raising his daughter and his son and how like their life of privilege may not, you know, be all that, you know, beneficial to them in the long run. Listen, a dissertation of Cobra Kai is um, being written as we speak. You're right, because it's a good version of what we've seen way too much of, which is all these nostalgia kind of legacy sequel things. But that's that's the smart version and turning it on set a little bit and, and treating it with the intelligence. Yeah, it's broad. It's kind of like it's it's obvious in some ways, but it's also yeah I, I think you're right it's um it's and the fight and the fight sequences like the end of season two fight i think it's end of season two fight sequence in the high in the high school is like the long shots and the whip pans and the and the and the uh the steady cam i'm just like these kids are beating the shit out of each other and how are we allowed to watch this and not feel like this is problematic i think there's also something interesting in that as well about it's very it's 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 a, the main character is super problematic in this yeah. like like dumped into this particular culture and yeah. winking winking to that and nodding to it and also kind of it loosens it loosens the the conversation a little bit so that actually you can it, it, by making fun of itself it, it's kind of I don't know I dig it I really really dig it so you mentioned uh, the word that comes up a lot when I'm talking about people, uh, what people have been watching, which is comfort. I was going to get to it later, yeah. but let's just get to it now. And, and then we'll, we'll work our way around back to mainstream if it's okay. Yeah. Um, I asked for your comfort movie. A lot of people have been going like, you know, I saw this 12 times when I was 10 years old. Yeah. By, my, by my math, your comfort movie, you saw at the ripe uh, old age of maybe 34. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I don't know what that says about you. Well, <laughs> I, it says I, I had no comfort before I was 34. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been so uncomfortable oh, until no. until then. No, it, it, it's so it's interesting. So you asked me the question and I, I thought about it hard and I and I felt like because it's an important question. It's actually the most important question. And like there are thousands of things that I could have chosen. I could have I could have talked about the Goonies or Teen Wolf or Back to the Future or Ghostbusters or Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, weirdly. Um, you know, sequence, please come on. So, so yeah, so, so th there's, there, there is like a, a kind of smorgasbord that I could have chosen because I am all about comfort. I'm all about Tom Hanks comfort. I'm all about, you know, Joe versus the volcano. I'm all about, um, big, um, I'm, I'm, you know, it, so, so, so I, I really could have gone multiple directions and I, but weirdly when I thought about the a movie that I've been watching this year, a few times, it was Paddington too. <laughs> and and we, for anyone who's seen Paddington 2, it needs no explanation. It is an actual masterpiece of storytelling, of satire, of um, of of hijinks, of physical comedy, like and and of just exquisite artful framing and filmmaking with of course uh kind of and that the final moment of uh, I won't give it away for anyone who hasn't seen it when you know who arrives at the door after you know years of um being separated and she arrives and it's it's profound like it's profoundly moving and I, I'll tell you why it's comforting to me it's a very it's a very specific reason I was doing so when I was doing Angels in America in New York I would I would go to a friend's house every every Sunday after the matinee on Sunday which was my my last performance of the week um and then I would have Sunday afternoon Monday and and Tuesday to recuperate before I started up again on Wednesday and so Sunday eve Sunday afternoon evening was like a ritual for me where I would go to my friend's place who um who's one of my best friends in in, in New York City I, I won't tell you his name because he'll be he, he likes being low-key but um but he's um he's a massage therapist and so he would he would just iron out all the kinks. Um, but also he's, he, he, he likes, he likes smoking weed and, and I occasionally like smoking weed. I'm not a big weed smoker by any stretch of the imagination, but it's something that I will occasionally do re recreationally. Um, and, uh, we would always smoke weed before he would work on me and we, and then we would watch RuPaul's Drag Race. That was our kind of ritual. <laughs> and, uh, you know, no, there's no better Sunday night than that. Right. um and uh and like as he was uh, you know and he's a musical theater buff so we were talking about musical theater it's just the best night ever every sunday and um and his he, and his boyfriend would, would cook a beautiful like spaghetti and meatballs and then you know it's just like yeah. that is that was my this is the recipe to heal yourself after angels in america eight shows a week yeah and i was in the middle of the run and one sunday i arrived and I was so just, I was wiped. I was just, I was so exhausted. And anyone who knows that show knows what I mean. And I got to the place, I was like, give me that fucking joint. And I just, I just got so high <laughs> because I was so like, I just need to be out of my head and blah, blah, blah. And I got, I just got really, really, I just like, I went, I'm a sensitive little, little flower. So I, I just went too hard. And I lay down on the on the on the table, and uh, I was like, "Oh, hold on!" I sat up, and he was like, "You okay, buddy?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let me give that another try." I lay back down. I was like, "Wait a minute!" And I was like, "Buddy," he was like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "I'm too high," and he was like, 
okay, buddy, just come over to the window and put your face against this nice cold window and I'll just talk to you for the next 45 minutes. And that was that. And like, he kind of talked to me, you know, when I don't know anyone who knows who's, who's had that experience when you feel like you're just a cloud of thoughts and you don't have a body anymore and you just can't wait for it to, for the experience to be over. Um, so I just had my face against this nice cold window while my friend tried to just <laughs> remind me that I am incarnate and that I am <coughs> not just a, cl- a cloud of existential anguish. Right. And he, he got me to the place like any good friend would to the place where he could get me into a, a, a cab when, and, and I was nice I was like coming back to myself and he was like just go home and chill and whatever and then he was like hey maybe give Paddington 2 a try <laughs> so I got on the couch and I had like I wrapped myself up in like a blanket and I'm just like I'm okay I'm okay I'm not just thoughts I'm a person with with feelings and a higher body and uh, I put Paddington 2 on and just as it was coming on I got to that really lovely place of being high it was all equal equalizing out right. and suddenly I had maybe one of the best nights of my whole <laughs> life you because win it, the best was... reason for a comfort movie. I have, I'm, I've been doing the comfort movies for about a year and you, my friend, win the prize. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it hit you at the right, per, your, your cerebral cortex was right in tune with it. You were chill enough. It was there for you. And it, it is a part a of me movie. now. And it's well, a part of me now. And it, you know, it's, what's really funny, I don't know if you're aware of this, like you're in the zeitgeist because literally as we take this, like two days ago, did you see the headlines about Paddington too? No. Seriously, I thought you were just like ripped this out of like Google News. <laughs> what, what was it? So Paddington 2 has surpassed Citizen Kane as the best reviewed movie <laughs> of all time. Yeah. I kid you not. <laughs> well, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, baby. Like it's you know, you know how just, to pick them. Just lay your eyes on it, you'll get it. It's uh, <laughs> you know, that's great. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. It is, I mean, but it is absolutely brilliant. It's really brilliant. It's Hugh just Grant, a great movie. Hugh Grant deserves some award recognition for his performance. Sure, Seriously, sure. Right? Yeah, I mean, all of them, like Sally Hawkins, Hugh Bonneville, Ben, we're sure. Like, it's like, it's just. Do you want to part in the in the Paddington multiverse? Do you have, <laughs> <laughs> have your eyes on a, a certain role? There's a reason why I said yes to this interview, Josh. Yeah, this is the, and uh, and we've achieved it. So. Yeah, exactly. Eat your heart out, Scorsese. I would need Paddington three. I would love to do. I would love to be a part of um, the Paddington canon in some way. Um, um, that's a great pick, man, and a, and a great story behind it. Sure. Um, so, so the 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 reason we're we're catching up today is this fascinating new movie, um, Mainstream, which I very much dug, and it is you know it's. Like some of the, the work you've done, it's going to be, it's already been a bit divisive and you know, that's what you want out of art, right? Talk to me a little bit about, I don't know, this character is fascinating to me. It's a little bit like Howard Beale and Network. It's a little bit of like Robin Williams and the Fisher King. There's like, there's some interesting um, elements to him. Is it the character in this case that jumped out off the page or, or what? It, it, it's so Gia, Gia Coppola, is the director and, and, and writer and, and she's been wanting to make this film for a long time, for a bunch of years. She's had like a feeling about her own experience and relationship with the world and with social media specifically yeah. that she's wanted to express. And Gia has become a friend. She became a friend of mine. And um, I, I really, really wanted to just help, help her to get her there's a scene in the film where Maya 
my Hawks character vomits out a bunch of emojis into a sink. And, and that feels like what Gia needed to do with this film. Right. So, so I, I, you know, I, I was so grateful that she asked me to help and kind of hold her hair back as she, as she did it. So you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like it felt yeah. like a real opportunity to, to, to help out a friend that I really believe in as an artist and I really love. And uh, it, 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 the schedules lined up so that I had the, the, the free four weeks that I could come and come and play. And for me, you know, one, one of the things that was enticing for me about doing it was, as you say, it was an, it was an opportunity to, to get a bit weird and to not have pressure on it being like a, a studio film or like a big budget. It was like, and it's an art, it's an art film. It's a, it's a film that is experimental and isn't, is, is, um, so, so that, that was one of the real draws for me. Cause obviously I'm not just going to make a film for a friend just, just because they asked me, <laughs> but like, I, I, it has to have a, a reason for, for, for me to, 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 to get an, ex, an experience out of it as well. Otherwise I'm, it's, it's a little, I'm not a charity case. Like it's, it's like, um, I, I, so, so what was in it for me was to work with Gia cause I really believe in her and I, and I love her and I wanted to, 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 to assist in her vision and in a more selfish way I got a space I got to have a space where I got to access some parts of myself or some parts of this character or parts that I didn't parts of myself that I didn't want to acknowledge were there or that none of us really want to acknowledge like shadow like shadow aspects of like you know what the, the kind of thing where you look at someone in the world and you go oh my god thank god I'm not them like like that is so off-putting and it, it, like like you know that that you can feel with a lot of social media stars of like the kind of like the 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 should the, I be seeing this? Is this the desperate yeah. and, and also like oh my god like I like it's so and it's so fascinating because it's so outside the box of convention and so provocative and so in a lot of cases needing of attention and kind of uh, overly exposed which 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 felt like I was like oh, there's something so if I can access that in a way that's kind of um, safe for me right. in, a, in a in a container of making a movie and have fun, not care how I look, not care how people view the character, be totally liberated, risk being annoying, risk being grotesque, risk being uh, like 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 disgusting, disturbing, beguiling, whatever it is, and 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 positive things as well, like really like you know i think about someone like kanye west who who is a, a a complete creative genius and 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 he for me he can oscillate between i'm i'm like totally overwhelmed by his talent and drawn in to kind of repulsed to then drawn back in and then kind of like you know i i i, I just so that as an actor because yeah, i think sounds for, I, like yeah because so I think freeing, for I would imagine. Yeah. freeing. Because I think a lot of us, a lot of actors can get stuck in caring or or considering making decisions or choices or, or creating characters based on wanting to be liked and wanting to 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 um to not rock the boat in that way, to kind of like image, image, like caring about one's image. I like think there's a trap that actors can yeah. fall into where they're, they're more concerned with 
with um, whether they're liked rather than what they want to express. So for me, it was an exercise in, like I remember when I was a kid and I was very fucking annoying to my dad and to my brother. And I was a monkey boy that wanted lots of attention that, that wanted, that was, a, that was, you know, tugging on their, their shirts and kind of making a mess of their, of, of their risk game, the game of risk that they'd been playing for five hours. And I just came and like, just destroyed the whole thing. And it was just like, get the fuck out. Four-year-old Andrew, six-year-old Andrew, whatever you are. And then of course we all learn in our, well, for the most part in our family dynamics, we, we, we learn to exile parts of ourselves that, that, um, that we fear aren't welcome in the household that maybe, oh man, if I, if I keep being annoying, maybe they won't feed me or maybe they won't, maybe, <laughs> the they'll, maybe, they'll, that. Yeah. maybe yeah. they'll put me out on the street if I keep annoying them. So I better shave off that part of myself. But, you know, those parts of ourselves don't go anywhere. They, they remain there. They, they, they just, they just become, they, 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 if we put them, whatever we put in the basement just grows in power uh without integration so for me it was like kind of opening the basement and going okay what are the parts of me that were that were kind of that's amazing ex exiled as a child that i that i get to now <laughs> and it was terrifying every most days because i was like i don't want to be this person like i've spent my life like avoiding being society tells me to, to like kill this guy to not never show him again yeah exactly exactly so i so i think for me what was beguiling about the um the character that gia was wanting to create and we created it you know it, it's really her vision and and that she and she and she let me loose she let me get get very loose and experimental and free on set on the day and especially for for the last two weeks where we were doing uh some like game show stuff and more kind of outlandish stuff yeah. like uh, like the talk show and the final and the final monologue and a lot of it was improvised and a lot of it was just kind of bleh, like a kind of it's very it's very rare that you get to create something in a very uncensored way so I was just excited to access that in a creative in my own creative kind of like capacity to free myself up in that way and, and really not care how it's perceived there's something kind of fun about that I always thought you would end up uh, naked on Hollywood Boulevard with a prosthetic penis. And uh, I just didn't think it would happen this soon. No, uh, I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. That, that's a sequence that I'm sure people are going to talk about. They probably already talked about. I'm just fascinated by the filmmaking behind it because it feels Borat-ish. It feels yeah. gorilla. Was, yeah. it, was there some aspect to like throw them out on the street, use long lenses and see what happens? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was the whole thing. I think, you know, Obviously, you know, someone, you know, Gia, Gia and myself, we both have a relationship with um, with Spike Jones, who, you know, we both, you know, admire so much in, in all of his creativity. But, you know, we, we would talk to him about Jackass and, and, and Johnny Knoxville, obviously, who, who ultimately got, got, got came and had a part in the film and about how to set up something like that. Um, you know, I, I haven't seen Eric Andre's new show. New, new, oh, new it's really good. Film yet, it's but really I hear it's... <laughs> A fantastic a yeah. fantastic thing i'm really excited to see it but yeah so so that was definitely a thrilling aspect of um of of the film of the filming and, and i remember gia being just very touched she was weirdly like her eyes welled up after the first take of that um hollywood boulevard scene she was like we're only going to get one take at this so and she was she was so concerned for me doing it she was like are you sure you want to are you sure you are you sure and i and i did it we did the first take and she was like crying she was like this is the best day of my life. And I can't believe that you did this. And I'm, and I'm sitting there going like, like the cat, the cat who ate all the cream. I'm like, 
let's do it again. Let's just do it. It's like, how often, how often do we get a chance to, to get your butt cheeks out on Hollywood Boulevard without being arrested? Like it, it's, it's, um, it's, you know, it's life is short. And, um, you know, it was one of those moments of like, if I'm given an opportunity to either do this or not do this, I would, I would rather do it. <laughs> just it's to know what it's like. to look at your career. Like you've, you, you know, for someone that's not been on social media, you've had this interesting relationship. Like you're kind of like doing this like boyhood experiment where every 10 years you do a film that really grapples with social mm. media, obviously social <laughs> network in a much different way. Mm. And now this, which feels very current and feels like really about just what, what every teenager, let alone human being on the planet earth is dealing with. Um, you know, it's always fascinating to, to talk to somebody that's like, just like has stayed off of it successfully. Yeah. And I think that's probably for your sanity and you're a wiser man than, than me, but mm. like, what is your relationship now? Has it evolved? Do you, do you work out there? You, I mean, you see the memes of yourself. You've seen all that stuff. I would memes. Assume. What do you mean? Like, well, uh, meaning like even just like using moments from your films or Dylan O'Brien recreating. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, cool. So, I mean, I guess I just, I guess I'm just curious of like what your attitude has been and has it evolved over the years in terms of like being a part of culture, because to remove yourself from social media is a kind of a big step. You're removing yourself from like a, what 99% of us interact with 10 hours a day. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I, it's such a big, it's such a big no, I know, I know. But question and conversation. I, I, I you, you say, very generously i'm i'm wiser than you for not being on it but i think it's more i'm 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 i think i'm just too sensitive like i would be too sensitive yeah and and i it would be and maybe that is wise that i know that but like (laughs) it's it doesn't come from a place of strength you know what i'm saying like it it doesn't come from a place of like I, i i i do also think it's not ah man i don't know it's so so tricky because I, I do have like a kind of um, a, a, a creeper account on Twitter that I that I follow and I and I look at news and I follow people that I'm interested in, you know. So I suppose it's 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 more voyeur, is it voy- is that voyeuristic? Is that is that uh, hypocritical? Probably, uh, but there are some funny, brilliant people on 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 Twitter, and there and and there's there's no better way of getting news um, from the sources that you want to that that you want that you trust and. So, and to follow s- subjects that you're fascinated by, like I. So, I don't well, I think know. We're man. all finding our like. You need to figure out what works for you. It's different for every single yeah. person, and you know, temperament totally. wise, etc. And even which platform it like makes sense for you. So it I seems like you found the right one. Yeah. Yeah, but I, and I think for anyone who who watched that documentary, the social dilemma, which I think does really well in kind of telling us what we already instinctively know but yeah. kind of let kind of laying out laying it out for us in a in a very visible visceral uh, unflinching way in a very simple way of like you are a guinea pig in a research experiment and it's addiction research and you've been made an addict in the process and right. no one and and no one is exempt as long as we are using these devices we none of us are exempt um so i think there's something to be said for awareness of that in the, and you know i just spent the last 3 weeks in in without my phone really in in on a on a road trip living in a living in a van for 3 weeks just kind of camper vanning and the the difference in my parasympathetic nervous system the difference in my 
um, uh, abilities, ability to listen, the, the difference in my ability to read a book, the difference in my ability to connect with a friend uh, is palpable. It's, yeah. There's no denying that these, that these technologies are at this point are having very specific detrimental effects to how we interact. Um, well, I was even talking to an actor the other day who was talking about lamenting like the biggest difference in working on a set now versus 20 years ago is as soon as you yell cut on 99% of the sets, every actor's face goes straight down to a phone. Oh, uh, really? I mean, I expect that uh, Scorsese probably doesn't allow <laughs> phones like the Tarantino kind of <laughs> right, rule, right? Right, but, yeah. But uh, I haven't experienced, I, no, I, I, I haven't experienced that on the last couple of things I made. With um, Tick Tick Boom and and Tammy Faye, it didn't. I I didn't notice that particularly. Um, but 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 yeah, I mean, listen, ah, fuck man, I don't know, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. But I but I but I do I do feel, I don't know, I do feel that there there is a big, especially during the pandemic, there's been a big renate and and you know, and you can tell that the culture is ready for this conversation now with the fact that Octopus Teacher and Nomadland both won top honors at the Academy Awards, it means that, and, and, and the fact that they've been viewed by so many people, there's a, there's a right. hunger, there's a hunger in culture right now for that reconnection with nature, that reconnection to our true nature. There's something naturally occurring where we're being drawn back to yeah. more primordial forces um, uh, and a sense of belonging in in, um, you know, in the natural world, uh, away from this constant ascension obsession with ascension that we have as a culture towards we we will colonize a new planet and we will bring all the same bullshit there it's like wait a minute can we just like descend here for a bit like descend meaning like get down into ourselves in a way yeah. that you know i know is really scary for most people or all of us none of us want to kind of you know a, a, a descent is is never as appealing as an ascent but but we you can't you know if we keep ascending we just end up like icarus and then we're we're just, you know, you know we're burned by the up. sun. Yeah, yeah exactly. we're, we're all aware of where that goes. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated. You know, you talked to, when you were talking about mainstream and the reason for doing this from an acting perspective and how freeing it is. And, and mm. you know, this is the kind of stuff you can't necessarily do. And 99% of like studio films or films of a certain budget with pressures and expectations. Like, yeah. I think back to, you know, I first met you on the Spider-Man run nearly 10 years ago, probably, maybe even more than that. Mm. And you know, since the, those two Spider-Man films, if you look at the choices you've made, you look at the plays you've done, you look at some of the films you've done under the Silver Lake and this, these are not mm -hmm. like, you know, these can be, again, these are um, not the obvious choices. You haven't done a franchise film, quote unquote, yeah. since Spider-Man. Yeah. Is that, a, I mean, is that something that, that's crossed your mind? Like, yes, I know there was good and bad experiences associated with Spider-Man, but mm. coming off of that, like, I need to recalibrate. I need, I, I need to kind of get back to what's important to me as a human and as an actor and not let the yeah. business stuff get in the way. No, I think so. I think, I think I realized, I, I realized, you know, you only realize by doing right, by going down a path and then going, Oh wait, I need to go this way. And for whatever reason, in retrospect, you know, you can figure out why you move in a certain direction after you've gone, you've gone down one tributary. So for me, I think if, if I could analyze it, it would be, I, I realized that I wanted to be an actor. <laughs> That's really like, it, and and I remember. It's not. It's not that I. I. It's not that I never. It's not that I always wanted to be an actor. But I think I realized that that was being threatened by this specter of um, 
being being so known and celebrity and that 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 kind of that kind of modification of your celebrity and career yeah right which was just never it was never interesting to me but but when you but when you do a film like that there, there, there there are things that um are out of your control that happen just in terms of being known by a great number of people on the planet for, yeah. for, for, for this one thing. And this was something that wasn't, I, I realized very quickly, oh, that's a trap. <laughs> that's a trap. That's a prison, a gilded one. And it's not, it's, and, and, and someone, someone might want that prison. And, and I'm not knocking that in any way, shape or form. But, but, but for me, I, I didn't, I, I knew very clearly, I want to work with Scorsese. I want to do Death of a Salesman. I want to work on Angels in America. And, and, and yeah, as you're talking about mainstream, it's like I want to not—I want to be an actor first, and an and like an artist, if I could use that word first, and um, someone who creates from the gut and isn't concerned with um, that, that. If that's the if that's the north star, if the north star is telling stories that I want to tell, having experiences that I want to have. And um, being a part of of things that have soul that yeah. my soul feel called to feels called to that's the north star and anything else outside of that doesn't really matter and 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 if 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 fame follows that if money follows that if um, failure follows that if destitution follows that that that's a life well lived as as far as I'm concerned so right. so 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 that's what it is for me so I think with with Spider-Man, oh man, I just appreciate Spider-Man so much. I, I have more and more appreciation for that period of my life, the, the, the further away I get from it. Um, because when you're so close to it, it's you're in the you're in you're 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 wrestling underwater and you're and you're trying to figure out how to navigate. And now and now thank God I've had the opportunities that I've had with Mike Nichols and with Scorsese and with Mel Gibson and 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 with you know Ramin Barani and and with Tony Kushner and with Arthur Miller and Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> and like thank God I've had those experiences so that I can now go you know okay I f- I feel freer I feel like I've I've I'm I've been digging I've been digging other holes and planting other, um, you know, other other trees that and and growing them so that it's not just this one towering behemoth of an oak that I'm I'm gonna forever be in the shade of. So, and I, and I want to continue doing that. That's really the intention going forward is to remain free enough to 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 follow that soul's calling. If I could, if I yeah. could say it that way. Did you? Uh, I'm just curious. Did you read um, Mark Harris's Mike Nichols biography yet? I haven't read it yet. He he interviewed me for it very late in the day. I don't don't know if I I was included in it, but um, I'm very excited to read it. But but, but also at the same time, my experience of Mike was so, I just kind of want to keep it sacred and pure. And I I started to read this other great book um, about, uh, it's only... What's it called? Life, life isn't everything, which is a collection of interviews with. Oh, I have that. The oral history, basically, about yeah, Mike as well. Yeah, about yeah, Mike. yeah. And, and yeah. it's really beautiful, and anecdotal, and gorgeous. But but at the same time, I'm like, oh man, I I just, I have, I feel blessed enough that I have such an intimate relationship with him, even though he's no longer incarnate. I I feel kind of close with him, spirit spiritually still. I I, 
that's that's plenty that's more than enough for me that he's an ancestor in a way you know what i mean i can like i can think of him and talk to him as an ancestor it's, it's, it's quite beautiful Speaking of theater, you've uh, worked with uh, Lin Manuel Miranda uh, yeah. recently on Tick Tick Boom, his feature yeah. directing debut. Um, as far as I can recall, this is your first musical. This is this is a a step. I mean, do you feel more exposed in Tick Tick Boom than running around with the prosthetic penis on Hollywood Boulevard? <laughs> <laughs> That's Yes. <laughs> wow, that's saying something. Singing is the most singing is the most vulnerable thing for anyone who sings it's like it's like being naked on you know on broadway it's fuck man so first of all i love lynn so much i love him he this elemental force of nature who also is kind of an 11 year old just right. like like picking up a vhs camera and he's just like he is a he is an elemental man like I, i'm just so blown away by his genius and so him him asking me to do to do tick tick boom was because Hamilton is one of my favorite pieces of art of the last you know however many decades that I've been alive but uh I uh, yeah when he asked me to do he so it's funny <laughs> so 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 the person who told me to go and watch Paddington 2 my massage best <laughs> friend in New York yeah he was he was he was working with um with Lynn because he, he works on lots of people in in that in that community and he and Lynn Lynn one day was like hey can Andrew Garfield sing, and my friend, his name is Greg he, he said he said. Andrew Garfield can, can Andrew Garfield sing, he has the most beautiful voice I've ever heard oh Lynn his voice is just stunning, the session ends he's like spoke hey, with Andrew, him a couple you... hours let yeah, us right. watch Paddington too oh. he will sing his heart out. But he literally finished the session with Lynn, texted me immediately. He's like, hey, Andrew, can you sing? Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> he had no idea. He had no idea. And I'm friend. like, yeah. and I was like, I mean, eh, kinda? I don't know. <laughs> and he was like, oh shit. I just told Lynn Manuel Miranda that you have you 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 have the most beautiful angelic singing voice. God, why did I imagine that you just would shit? And I'm like, no, no, sorry, we'll figure this out. We'll figure this out. Um, so anyway, that's how it started. And then Lynn, Lynn came and, you know, he saw angels and he was, he was sniffing around and, and, and he kind of like, he, he, we had sushi and he handed me this script. He was like, this isn't going to make sense to you now, but it, later on it will. It was all very ceremonious. And then I learned about Jonathan Larson and that story and, and his life and, and him, him as a creative. And, and I, I knew about him, but I didn't know him as, as in depth. And yeah. I, I want to talk to you later about this course, in a more yeah, detailed yeah. way, because like, this is a this is a story that his story has become and this and the experience of making the film of tick tick boom with lynn has become a profoundly emotional and kind of sacred profound uh, important part of my life it was coming out of a very very difficult like period of my of of my life at the at the end of uh, 2019 and into the beginning of 2020, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll talk about it yeah. at a later date. But but it's uh, yeah. But I'll say about the vulnerability of singing. Like I was surrounded by, you know, Robin De Jesus, Vanessa Hudgens, Joshua Henry, um, Alex Ship. These genuinely incredible fucking singers, <laughs> musical theater. You guys toned it down a little bit. I mean, kind of. Dude, I'm surrounded by the most like the heavenliest choir of like 
divine entities just making like choral sounds and <laughs> and i'm like in the middle going and then like and like and josh and josh henry's like damn andrew shit shit andrew and roman's like yeah that's my baby and i'm and i'm just like guys i'm so terrible compared to you all no but like i, I, I trust I, their their opinion no, more than I, your but, own but but that's all that to be said like the the support of those people yeah. and of lynn and of that community generally the musical theater people they're just like you know my new favorite tribe of human beings like, like the best people in the world um i can't wait I, and we will have that discussion down the road yeah uh, i would love to yeah um I don't know how to bring up the Spider-Man stuff because obviously I don't even want to like ruin anything if there is something to ruin, except to there say- isn't anything to ruin, bro. I had to just quickly just cut you off. There's nothing to ruin. Really? Like, like it's so crazy to it's, like- It's just gotten out of hand. This is all bullsh bullshit. Dude, it's fucking hilarious to me because it's like, because I, I do have this Twitter account and I, and I, I see like how often like Spider-Man is trending and, and it's like people freaking out about a thing. And I'm just like- guys 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 like oh, no. I, I i wish i could just like be able to speak to everyone and say like I how did really, this take off because you you are i recommend that you chill like like listen I, I can't speak for anything else apart from myself sure like like they might be doing something <laughs> but it, then ain't none like i ain't i ain't got a call so like okay well, that makes my life easier. Okay, no, that, that's good. That's unequivocal. You know what it feels like, though? It feels like, because this hasn't come up yet in an interview, but like, do you ever play the game Werewolf? No. Or Mafia? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh -huh. You know that game? I think it's kind of similar where it's like, you're convincing everyone that you're not in the Mafia. Right. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm in a game of fucking Werewolf or Mafia where I'm like, I'm not the Werewolf. I promise you, I am not the werewolf. And everyone's like, you're the werewolf. You're the fucking werewolf. Look at him. He's like, he's doing- he's for, like, like, Okay, so for the record, my friend, on a stack of whatever you have there, you are not, as of this taping, in or have any knowledge of being in the next Spider-Man movie. I feel like, like, I feel, I feel like I, I like, haven't I just said that? <laughs> I just you have, said I, just, that. I just want to get really clear. I want, this is this, the unequivocal yes, no answer. I did not get a call. Maybe they shot you guerrilla style, like in mainstream on the street. <laughs> like <in> mainstream. <laughs> listen, listen. I would, I would have gotten a call by now. That's what I'm okay. saying. Okay. Um, have Look, you watched... I don't want to, like, I don't want to rule anything out. Maybe they want to call me. Maybe they're going to yeah. call me, like, and say, like, hey, people want this. Like, I don't want to, like, say they're, they're testing the waters. Maybe have they're you... like, yeah, doing like a market research thing. Have you, have you watched all of Tom's work in the other Spider-Man movies? Like, is there anything yeah. you've seen him get to do that you're like? <laughs> that would have been that would have been pretty fucking cool for for me to get to play that scene or or explore that arc. Well, first of all, I just think Tom is brilliant and like emotionally, he brings such an emotional kind of mm -hmm. beauty to to what he does, tenderness and vulnerability, but also this crazy strength. Like he's there's a real strength there. Yeah, it's like a kind of like a, an iron rod, um, and I I really like of a spine. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, you did not need to qualify. <laughs> you just dug the hole even deeper. <laughs> I felt like I needed to qualify. I did this. I um no, so so no, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I've seen in those films. I mean, and I think John Watts is great, too. like and, and Zendaya mm -hmm. and and the, the the young the the young friend actor, is it Jacob, I think? 
they're just yeah, yeah. They're, it's all just a really it's a great situation they have there and um yeah i i i'm trying to think of scenes you know there are certain things about like his suit where, that i'm jealous of like he had like this the squirrel suit with the wings and the whatever and i'm right, just right. like oh you motherfucker like that shit is so cool <laughs> um uh but yeah and the fact that he got to hang out with the avengers that's cool i guess that's pretty cool that's cool one other uh, film, uh, if you'll indulge me, I do want to mention because I'm fascinated. I'm obsessed with, with Jessica Chastain. I've done a lot with her in the past and yeah, she's just she's so incredible. supremely talented. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily put on paper like top five actors I would get for Jim Baker and uh, the Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I, actually, I take that as a compliment. <laughs> no, I think yeah, I meant it as a compliment. Yeah, yeah no, totally. <laughs> but it's interesting. Like I, I'm seeing like, there are a lot of, I mean, you mentioned kind of the, the big stuff you do in mainstream, like running around with a microphone. There's an aspect of that to Jim Baker too. There's like a lot of, oh, yeah. you kind of have a, a spate of these yeah. kind of performative roles that You're are right. unusual. You're um, right. I'm just curious what the experience was playing that. I mean, I grew up with that scandal. I just remember it all. Yeah. Um, what was that one like? Oh God. It, it, to be honest, man, like it was, so first of all, Jessica is, you know, a genius yeah. and uh just wait till you see the work that she's done in this film like she's remarkable which we all know but she does something with this that is just so uh intoxicating and hypnotic and like you've never seen her before it's really remarkable so there's that and that 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 work getting to work with her and 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 also getting to work with cherry jones and um you know uh, the rest of the cast it was just it was really and with and and michael showalter who i've loved since you know uh uh we're hot american summer uh, yeah. and and you know stayed and all that yeah sure you know though that all of those kind of you know co early comedy uh, films that he that he was doing and i love the big sick and um so that it was and and yeah it, again it was like this this world that i didn't know much about but was like i like started to research into the character and i was like oh this guy is so fascinating like who are you like who are you you strange strange fascinating creature yeah. tender 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 seeming guy um but to be frank finding my way into him it was, it was painful. There's a lot of pain that I discovered there. There's a lot yeah. of woundedness. There's a lot of terror and fear. You know, you think about the prosperity doctrine, which is the thing that he was, he kind of popularized um, when, when he started his ministry with, with Tammy Faye. It's, it's, it's what we, it's kind of, it's the capitalist never enough thing that we live under now. So he, he's, he was kind of a pioneer in this, this never enoughness. Yeah. And, and kind of monetizing the never enoughness, monetizing the emptiness, monetizing and chasing <clears throat> a kind of um, a forever external proof that God loves you. And, uh, you know, God wants you to have wealth. It says right here in the, in the Bible, God wants you to be rich and God wants you to um, ex experience wealth here on earth. Like that's a, just a big misreading of the original Greek like wealth mountain what the, the the word that wealth was translated it from in the in the original greek has a completely different meaning and derivation it's it's um it's spiritual wealth it's not possessions and uh, so it was a, a kind of a merging of capitalism and 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 god that i think was um 
was hadn't really been seen before and and reality television because they were the first reality tv show family really right right they were the first people that used the birth of a child as a as a, as a you know and and you and and brought it out publicly and 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 brought the baby on screen and that their kids grew up on TV, which is obviously, you know, now much more of a normal thing, but we can see the damage it does still um, under that kind of microscopic lens. So it was just fascinating to dive into uh, what, what, how I understood him and what the access point for me was, was a, a man who feared his own emptiness that was, uh, it, that, that, that was in constant um, need of approval from some father figure projected onto his idea of God. Um, and he knew that he was um, succeeding in God's eyes if he had more and more money donated, right. no matter where the money went. Um, and he and he got in over his head, and he 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 got greedy. And there's 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 the sex scandal as well, which is more complicated than 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 we know about. And and there's you know talk of his you know latent homosexuality, which was interesting as well to think about and to explore for myself. But um, yeah, it's just a fascinating uh, world and a kind of funny world as well. Like it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of visually brilliant. And, uh, but, but I, am, I won't lie, it, was, it wasn't all that pleasurable to play the character because he, 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 I discovered that he, me, in the way I found my way into him wasn't in a very good place right. generally, right. apart from when he was, um, you know, making lots of money and getting and 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 uh, and and helping people, which 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 you know he he wasn't able to do as much as he wanted to. He was mostly in the red, and he was right. mostly lost. And it, it was so it was painful. On top of which, prosthetics suck. Just simply, <laughs> That's the um, big takeaway, yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, well, working with Jessica was the main kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is uh, an embarrassment of riches. It sounds like to, to come, even if it had some hopefully temporary psychic damage that you feel <laughs> from, my friend. I hope you're Thanks, doing man. well. You seem all right. Um, the new film, Mainstream, I will say, by the way, just as a film geek watching the opening titles and seeing American Zoetrope just pop up on the screen cool. was like, oh, that's, this is nice. The Coppola yeah. legacy continues. That's that's awesome. It's pretty cool. So, so everybody should check out Mainstream. Andrew's uh, delivering amazing work as always. And if we were nothing else today, Paddington 3 looks more likely than Spider-Man 3, apparently, for Andrew Garfield, at least at this date. <laughs> call me. Anybody can call me anytime. Uh, it's good to see you, my friend. Thanks, Nice buddy. to see you, Josh. Take good care. Hey, guys. So as I teased earlier, we're launching a very exciting new series. This is called Happy, Sad, Confused Game Night. I know it's a very imaginative title. So this is going to be a new video series where you'll, where you'll see uh, your very favorite Happy, Sad, Confused regulars and me uh, playing silly games. We're basically just gonna be making fools of ourselves for your entertainment. And you can catch it all over at patreon.com slash happy, sad, confused. Uh, joining me now for a little tease of the shenanigans are the first game night victims or guests, same difference. It's Sam Hewen, Colin O'Donoghue, and Catherine McNamara. How did we get roped into this, guys? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Colin, what's your excuse? I've got nothing else to do. What about you? Yeah, right. I think probably blackmail and whiskey are why we're right. all here. <laughs> I've accumulated enough dirt on all of you guys over the years, and it's time to cash in. That's the secret. Ah, um, so do you guys have any any shared? I feel like you guys have all interacted over the social medias, which means it's like long lasting, important friendships. Do you guys have you guys all met in real life or just via the Twitters and the Instagrams? 
Uh, well, Sam and I have met, but I don't know if Colin, I don't know if you and I have ever met in person. No, we've never met, uh, but Sam and I have met. So, have you guys yeah. gone for the same, have you gone for the same roles, Colin and Sam? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I don't, I don't know, actually. Uh, maybe not, actually, because I was, I was on once probably for so long, I'm not so sure. I went uh, for do you know what? I think I I did audition for once, but I have no idea what it, the role was. But I definitely auditioned for it. It might even be your part, but oh. my accent was terrible. So um, <laughs> Wait, this is this is fascinating to dredge up because Sam, I don't know if you know this. The reason I know Colin is my brother created once. So basically, we scuttled your career, Sam, early on. I, I put the word hmm. in and said, if that guy Sam Hewen comes in. Don't even go that way. Do you know what? I went in on that show a couple of times. I never got the job. And you could have done me a favor, dude. Like, just give me the part. But, um, well, congratulations, Colin. You got the part. That's fantastic. Great. Thanks very much. And I loved it. But I we, a good time. We, we, we then, we, Colin and I, we met, uh, was it San Diego? Comic Con. Yeah, Comic Con. Yeah. And uh, we had a wee, um, oh. I guess, a, like a little Twitter flirtation, you know. But uh, quality Twitter bands. Uh, yeah. forward. Where so. you, you you wore a kilt, which is pretty. I wore a uh, kilt, and you wore impressive. eyeliner. Yeah, oh, wow. still wearing so it. Yeah. At least at least three of us have have worn kilts. Kat, have you ever worn a kilt? I mean, I've worn a plaid skirt, but I don't know if that counts. <laughs> I think that's a half point. Okay. Not I do feel like Kat, I feel like Kat's the ringer in this group, in that like she's probably accumulated the most game time over the years. You seem like a a secret like not so secret competitor. Oh, I'm very competitive when it comes to game night. I, I, in fact, one of the ways that my mafia group got through quarantine was doing Zoom mafia every single week. And then we started dressing up and it became a whole thing. We did theme night, it was a whole situation. Yeah, we're all screwed guys. <laughs> screwed. We, we, we also, made a horrible mistake here. Are you doing the voice? Is that, do we all have to do voices now? Like, <laughs> or Kat is being a trooper for us. I wanna also. <laughs> Um, some plugs before we get into the uh, the main event, because you guys always have a ton of stuff going on. Uh, Kat, I feel like even since the last time I spoke to you, like six new projects, uh, people can check out uh, The Stand, which is uh, streaming internationally on Stars. You've got Trust, which is available to rent on uh, and VOD. You've got Untitled Horror Movie, which is the actual title of the movie, let's yes. be clear. That premieres on June 12th. Um, Colin has, of course, The Right Stuff, which is on Disney+, Plus, and we can look forward to another installment of Troll Hunters coming soon to Netflix. And Sam Hewen is basically Oprah Winfrey. He's got every revenue stream going. He's got Men in Kilts, the book, the TV show, the ice show. What am I missing, Sam? Oh, I'm going to do an interview with Kate, uh, uh, Meghan Markle, <laughs> and, um, and, and Harry. And, and everyone else. Yeah. You yeah. might as well try it. Yeah. Wait, is yeah. Men in Kilt season two a done deal? Are we going to get more of this? Um, I, I hope so. Yeah. In fact, I've got a pitch for it tomorrow. So uh, let's hope it goes well. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Depends if I win uh, this or not. Right. It's all, all riding on this. All yeah. right. Are you guys ready to play some silly games? Let's play. Yes. All right. All right, guys, listening out there, remember to go to patreon.com slash happy, sad, confused. The link is also in the show notes of this episode. And uh, we'll all see you later.